You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday, July the 8th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. Much to discuss today. We might finally have some answers regarding football this fall. Not a whole lot, but we know somebody that ain't going to be playing. We'll discuss that. We'll talk about the NFL trying to find a way to screw this season up already, along with a ton of other stuff, UFC, golf, etc., and our boy Pat McAfee. So, we'll uh, we'll discuss all of that. But first, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Make sure that you go and check it out. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. You can find us live every day, Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you missed the live show, you can always get the podcast. It's at all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, whatever. We're all there. You can go find us over there. Make sure that you subscribe and that you leave a nice five-star review. We've had uh, we've had a lot of reviews rolling in here lately, and we do appreciate that. Not a lot of written ones. People just clicking the five stars. Y'all, write something in the comments. Help us out here. Do us a favor. Just send in a question. Tell There's us what you like about the show. That's at work here. But we do appreciate yeah. the five-star little, oh, little yes. smile. I'm not going to complain about that. I do appreciate it. Yes, we definitely appreciate that. So, again, five-star written review over at Apple Podcast. We do appreciate that. If you jump in the show live today, right there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen is the chat box. It does not matter what platform you are on. Your chats will populate right there. All of your messages We'll pop in there. So whether you're on Twitch or YouTube or whatever, you're all going to be talking together. You will be right there. I have spruced it up, made it look nice and pretty for you. So go ahead and dive in there. You can help drive the narrative of the show today. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into the first order of business, which is the Ivy League has postponed all fall sports until after January 1st. Uh, the article 
from Ben Kirkoval and Matt Norlander over at CBS Sports says the Ivy League has canceled all sports for the fall and will reevaluate whether to allow athletes to compete after January 1st, 2021. Conference sources told CBS Sports' Matt Norlander an official announcement from the league is expected Wednesday evening. Now, the 2020 college football season, this doesn't have anything to do with FBS. It does affect one FBS game, and that is Princeton at Army on October the 10th. That one is no longer happening. So now Army is down to 11 games. Navy was facing some FCS school that decided not to play already, and they are down to 11 teams. So we've got some schedules here and there. I don't believe Colgate is playing this year. So the Patriot League, some of their schools are playing, some are not, whatever. Syracuse is down to 11. I mean, we'll... We'll figure this out as we go. OB Matt jumps in on YouTube. He said, what's up? What is up, Matt? Uh, This is going to be incredibly interesting to see what happens. The Ivy League was the first conference to cancel their basketball tournament back in March. And that led to a whole bunch of others. Everybody else ended up canceling their conference tournaments, which led to the NCAA tournament canceling, etc. The issue here is that the Ivy League does not play in the playoffs. In FCS, they don't really affect anybody else. So if they move to the spring and just play a round-robin, 10-game schedule, doesn't matter. It That doesn't affect anything. They can be their own standalone thing. None of their income, none of their money has anything to do with football. So I think that we are not going to see this affect FBS the same way that it did with basketball back in March. Chris, do you feel the same way? I don't think the Ivy League affected anything in basketball either, by the way. Rudy Gobert shut down sports. Yeah, you are The NBA shut down sports, not the Ivy League. The NBA shut down, and then the Ivy League shut down, and then the tournament shut down. Well, the Ivy League shut down days before the Rudy Gobert thing. That's fine. But it was the Rudy Gobert thing. With the tournament after the Ivy League shut down, and then Rudy Gobert happened, and the NBA said, we got to stop, and then everybody else said, we got to stop, and the whole country stopped. The Ivy League didn't. They might have been the first, but nobody did it because they did it. And once again, I said this Monday, if they choose to play or not to play, it will affect zero in if the Power Five schools do the same thing. Well, you, if it, they choose on, to not play, it ain't because the Ivy League chose to not play. I, I, I will say this. You that. I will say this. If you think that there are school presidents that are not paying attention to what the Ivy League is doing, you're kidding yourself. I know, well, so I then I'm kidding myself because I don't think the school presidents of the SEC schools give one damn what the Ivy League presidents are doing. That's because the SEC. They schools. a don't have the endowments that those Ivy League schools have. They need that money. They're no, from this is true. Ass states, every one of them. You're talking about just SEC. I, I know well, for a fact. That's all I care about because the big schools are all about their own conference, Gary. Agreed, but I the don't Big care Ten. About anything else. The Big Ten, there are a ton of Ivy League guys that are in positions of leadership. Into, I mean, the, the president, chancellor of Michigan is a Brown guy. So, that's okay. You know, it, that, so he went to Brown. That's fantastic he, that he's a Brown guy. He is over a Big Ten school. Yes. Right? And he is going to do what the Big Ten commissioner tells him to do. I, I, I believe that he is going to do what he is told to do. Because you, you the might amount be of right. money they have. Yeah, it, it, this is a big-time money deal for the FBS schools. That, that's the biggest issue. And, and more so the Power 5 schools 
than even groupify. That, that's what I'm talking about. I know so, I can't speak for every school in the, I can't speak for all 130 of them. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. And, and listen, it might be the power five schools don't play football. I'm telling you, it won't be because the Ivy league chose to not play football. And, and I do this agree with you. It's not going to factor into anything they do because they are not financially set up anywhere close to the way the Ivy league is set up and football matters so much more to them due to finances and everything else that brings money in for their school. Now, let's uh, Matt said you still have a pullback to where you went to school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we 100% agree there. Uh, Damian jumps in. He said, what's up? Nice to see you, Damian. Let's talk about what this actually could mean, which we've talked about this a number of times already, and the schedule flexibility that we will possibly need in 2020. Now, this doesn't affect... A whole lot of FBS. I mean, there's only one team that had scheduled an Ivy League team this season. That was Army. However, what this could do is lead to other FCS conferences, et cetera, that have decided we don't have a whole lot of money invested in this thing. We're not going to get a whole lot from playing this. Why don't we just push back to the spring as well? Other FCS conferences and whatnot could do that. In that case, Mike Campion jumps in on YouTube. What's up? How you doing, buddy? If you drop off enough of these buyout games, right, are we going to be able to get to a point where they start allowing the schedule flexibility to open up to where you get some more regional matchups, to where you get more Power 5 matchups that you would rather see? I think this is the first step in that happening, more so than the first step in no college football in the fall. There's a really good chance that we're going to see schedules completely different. I don't know that you caught this or not. It was sent to us in a group. Um, just seconds before we went live, you were doing technical things to get us going live. I'm <laughs> no, playing I did not on my see phone. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Sam Walters, who will be on with me tomorrow, uh, because Gary is going on vacation. Yes. For those that don't uh, know, I won't be here the next two days. Chris well, is running And I won't be going live because I don't know how to use technology. You're glad you're getting any podcast at all. That's because <laughs> Gary's a good teacher and Sam is very tech savvy. Um, but uh, he sent us a link that, the Big Ten just had, just sent out. They are going to a ten game only, uh, conference only schedule. The Big Ten. The Big Ten just announced that. It appears to be happening. Is the quote? All right, hold on. I'm pulling it up. Tom, uh, Tom Dahart, uh, Dean Hart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So here, let me read this. Uh, this actual tweet. Yeah. According to Dom, Tom Deanhart, uh, the Big Ten appears headed to a 10-game conference-only schedule for 2020. And here's the story. So I could see a lot of that happening before we get into sports, before we get into this thing. But I don't see wow. I don't see the conferences just quitting altogether because the Ivy League quit. And I don't think that they're going to this type of thing because of what the Ivy League did either. I think they're doing it because it's the best way to do what they're wanting to do. So that means the schedule's about to get thrown way the hell up in the air, and everybody's got to be flexible and change. And, and that's fine. That's part of it. What did we talk about? I'm willing to be as flexible as I have to be as long as it means getting sports this fall. That's it. Yeah. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what they have to give up. I just want I just want to watch my team play. I want them to be safe, and I care about the kids. God, I care about the kids. I fight for them more than anybody else. And I fight against the biggest monster that keeps them back more than anybody I know. And 
I, so I want it to be safe and I don't want anybody to get hurt and I don't want anybody to get sick. Okay. But I also really want sports. And if it means we have some weird ass season, I'm not going to be upset. I'm also not going to be upset at all that these big schools don't get to play FCS schools. Yeah, of course not. I hate, I talk about it every year when we get into the week, we'll be in week five of a season and there'll be 130 teams playing one another. And lo and behold, we got two good games to watch. How the hell that happens. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Mike, but it happens all the time because big boys like to beat up on little boys. Well, it's, it's a it's no a bye game. That. Like it, that's a, there's it's a twelve game schedule, which I think I in the future wins. I hate it. I, I loathe it. I, you want to help support that smaller group? Throw a bunch of money in a pile. Throw that two million dollars. Everybody just puts two million dollars in. They were going to pay for a win and a slush fund, and have it trickle down to all the all the smaller schools. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with and you. Play somebody real. Uh, I think we're eventually going to move to a 10-game schedule because I think the conference or the playoff expansion and whatnot, I, I think that that's what we're going to move to. But either way, uh, I, I'm going to let you guys talk about this Big Ten thing tomorrow because they're having a big meeting tomorrow. Well, yeah, we'll have more information tomorrow, so I'm actually really glad I'm getting a Big Ten guy on because yeah. they'll, they'll have information that we don't have now. Yeah, that it, was just a blurb. It so. says uh, it says this fact appears to be coming into focus. Non-conference games will be punted, and the Big Ten appears headed for a ten-game conference games only schedule. Now uh, that changes a lot of things because how many SEC schools were lined up to play Big Ten schools? I don't think a ton. Schools? But uh, the big like they had cross games with people, and then my other yeah, question: Oregon, is this, Oregon. If everybody chooses to do this, what happens to Notre Dame? Do they just say, hey, we are kind of in the ACC in basketball. Yeah. Can we be lumped in with your family for football? Well, they'll they'll get some of their football stuff, I think, and then they will well, end not up. If every, com- if every Power 5 conference says we're going to do the same thing, <laughs> then they won't because well, they don't I, have a Power 5 conference. Agreed, but the ACC only plays eight conference games. Yeah, uh, so they could fit them in. Yeah, they could they could fit that in. I, I they don't could, they know. They could just be an ACC school. But then, do they compete? So let's say they compete for the ACC title, okay? So let's say they're in the ACC 10, whatever, conference, and they win their side of it. They look up, they don't have to play Clemson, and they run the table in the ACC. Do they get to play for the ACC title? Well, do no, the Notre, ACC Dame, Notre Dame does TV play. Money? <laughs> Notre Dame does play Clemson this year, so. Uh, well, okay, but but it, in, but in they, my hypothetical world, my question is this: Do they get their share of the ACC TV money? Probably not, because they've got their own TV schedule. Like they've got their own their own stuff. Uh, let me let me jump into the chat right quick because it's firing yeah. off. Uh, Mac, uh, Mike said, "I do think it's going to be only conference schedules to keep it somewhat regional." Uh, he said, "I was looking forward to the Ohio State Oregon game, 100 percent, and a lot of people were right. I, a lot of people were looking forward to North Dakota State and and Oregon." So. Uh, La Puta del Tren something said Del Con La Silla on Twitch. It's nice to see some new people on the Twitch. We agree. Uh, hola, amigo. Mike Campion said, I 100% agree, no FCS. Uh, Matt said, it's boring to watch a big FBS school play an FCS school. Usually it's a beating and not even fun to watch. 100%. It's just, it's, it's extra work it's for... Awful. It's just awful. Yeah, it's extra work for your, your second and third teamers. That's, that's all it is. Oh, it's uh, unbearable. Your coaches yeah. love it. I, there's no doubt the coaches love it. Oh, absolutely. Well, it Outside depends on the, the school. that love it, nobody else likes it whatsoever. The fans hate it. It's a tax on season ticket holders. It's a preseason game. You got to pay. Yeah. You, you got to pay the full boat for it, too. You don't get a discount, and and it just sucks. The only things that can come out of it really are bad. 
Like that's the only thing that can cut because you can deal with injuries, you, you can upset, deal with whatever. Somebody can get hurt. Yeah. And and both of those are no good. And if you win it, you were supposed to win it. I mean it And if you don't win by enough, if you beat them by twenty seven and not by thirty two, yeah. then somebody in the playoff committee is gonna be like, Maybe that defense isn't really as good as we thought they were. Well, it's like uh it's Alabama against the Citadel in two thousand eighteen or whatever, where Alabama and them were tied at ten at the half. Now Alabama won fifty to ten. Fifty to ten, but yeah. so but they were tied at ten at the half, so of course it's oh, what's wrong meme, with Alabama? And that yeah. meme went went viral. I yep. mean, it just went everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it did. Yeah, you're right. It's it, it's a mess. Loathe, it's loathe of these things. I my, loathe. There's that, enough bad teams in big conferences that you can just beat the hell up on them. Okay, everybody has a Rutgers or a Vanderbilt, and you just go kick the shit out of them. That's fine. Uh, Matt said, if the big school wins, it's the, well, you should have won. And if the FCS school loses, they get railed. Mike said, might get lumped into the ACC or the Big Ten for regional, uh, talking about Notre Dame. Damian well, it won't said, be the Big Ten, because the Big Ten's got 14 teams to figure out. I don't yeah, think they'll get lumped in with the Big Ten. Uh, Damian said, I don't see why the college sports don't just do a league tournament like the major sports do instead of having all these conferences. Um, I don't know what I, that would look like. I don't know either. Uh, Mike said, Notre Dame has hey, the NBA I'm open to all ideas of changing up. Yeah, the way college football is done sometimes. I listen. I'm very much an outside the box thinker. If you ever want to hear me talk politics, local politics of how to handle schools and things like that, I got some kind of crazy shit that I think it ain't all right, and it's all going to come with problems. But it's also fixing solutions, fixing problems with solutions that nobody in the world that I know of ever talked about or thought of. Uh, Mike said Notre Dame has the NBC contract. Yeah, that's they've got their own I, I, so independent television contract. So. I, I get that. But does that mean if they're only going to get their home games, and now if they've got to mix in with the schedule, they were originally going to get, you know, nine home games, and now they're only going to get five home games. Does NBC lose money on that deal when they play on the road? Are they going to be able to broadcast some of those games on NBC? Or that's my question of how the TV is going to work. That's uh, it's not as simple as as because you're joining a network that already has a television contract. Yeah, okay, I, and you have a television contract. Are, are we going to simultask both games? Are we going to like every one of their games? Can we can we get it? This is what I've always wanted in my life. Can can I get the NBC coverage on one channel and the exact same being covered on another, so I can pick who I listen to watch? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that'd be nice. That, who knows? If, football can, if the NFL could give me two options to listen to every game, I would be the happiest person alive. Um, oh, Ben said it's cool when the FCS team wins, though, or when the G5 team beats the P5 team. Yeah, we all remember App State over Michigan and, and stuff like that. So, of course, we enjoy yeah, those. The, the, that, that, but that's the point. The, problem. the yeah. one time out of 4,000 that it happens, we remember, and it's so exciting, that means we go through 4,000 other opportunities of pure hell to hope that we get that one thing. Well, and I mean, to be fair, like North Dakota State has more wins on the road in the Big 12 than Kansas has over the last six years or whatever. So, I mean, okay. it, but we're not talking give about me, Kansas here. Give me a here. stat. Give me a yeah. Vanderbilt stat because that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. How many of um, those are against Kansas? Because I bet at least three of them are. Probably a couple at least. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't I don't know that North Dakota State's actually played Kansas. But they, Maybe they beat they Kansas it. State. I don't know. North Dakota State's good. App State's good. They yeah. need to come up to the different level. We need to, some conference. Pick them up. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, along with that, by the way, we're, we're going to stay on uh, college football momentarily. Just to 
Slight blurb doesn't actually mean a whole lot. Northwestern and Wisconsin moving their game away from Wrigley. We wanted to make sure we hit on that for our Westlot Pirates boys. We'll, we'll cover that tomorrow, yeah. too. I told, I told Sam specifically I didn't think we were going to hit that today. Okay. So we'll try to get in the nuts and bolts of what that means. But here's the thing, though. My question is, is if they're only going to a 10-team schedule, I guess they want to nix that because they're probably looking at doing no fans or limited fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's going to be at Ryan Field. It's, if they do the Wrigley Field thing, they really want to make sure they can sell that out. Oh, yes, 100%. So that's going to be a special thing. So, okay. <laughs> Mike said North Dakota State might be an FBS uh, team soon. And then Trey Lance for Heisman from Ben. Yeah, 100%. I'm all about it. All about it. All right. Let's move off of the college sports. Let's dive into the NFL and this complete S show that we have had. Owners and PAs are just they, really, really pissing me off. They're Yesterday, trying to I was kill us. On the owner's side, today, I am not. Uh, yeah, today, the NFLPA <laughs> tells the board that the NFL has proposed a 35% salary escrow. Um, Let's see. On Tuesday, economics have come into focus as the NFLPA informed its board of representatives that the NFL has proposed 35% of player salaries be held in escrow to aid in managing costs during the 2020 season, the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported per sources informed of the situation. It is now one option on the table. If revenues are infected are uh, impacted on a league-wide basis due to the novel coronavirus. However, it was not well received. Per Pelissero, NFLPA executive Don Davis told players on a conference call, basically, we told them to kick rocks. The NFL's PA, or NFLPA's stance is that any escrow deal would need to be collectively bargained. New Orleans Saints all-pro wide receiver Michael Thomas appeared to reaffirm Davis' sentiments with a tweet that stated, LOL, everyone will sit out and not play until they get their stuff together before we do this. Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, this is... 35% is a lot. For, I, I mean... A lot. And, and my question I, is this. It's not like they get paid their whole contract week one, and so if the league goes to funk because of the Rona by week you know, nine, you've lost all this money. They get game checks. They get weekly paychecks like most of America. Yeah. So, like, do you are you asking for 35% of every check goes into escrow and to be held? And then at what point in time do those funds get released? Because – so, like, I work in the home business, okay? I, I do a lot of floors, do a lot of construction. Both parties have to put, like, the buyer has to put money in escrow. And yeah. the seller doesn't get that money, until, like, a percentage of the build until all warranty things are upheld, whatever, all stuff. And then once everything is signed off on by lawyers, because they got to get their piece, then then the money gets released to the other. So what is the thing that would channel the releasing of the funds to go back to the players? The completion of the season, the completion of the postseason. I mean, they they haven't announced, and that, that's, that's the crazy. I, like thing. you can't just say I want thirty five percent of your check, and not tell me how and when I get it. Putting yeah. in escrow is a safe thing. It's not like it disappears, and it's definitely not sitting in the owner's checking account drawing interest. Okay, they they have to pay it out. My question is: is I want to know what the escalators are to cause it to be released to the players. Yeah, I would, I I would like why. to know a lot more about this deal. I mean, obviously, the only information yes, that we have is coming from the NFLPA. The owners won't make a lot of money this year. That, I understand that fear of the owners. My fear is, is if you think you won't make enough to pay your payroll, then then I'm, I'm a little worried about 
I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. Mike jumps in, by the way. Uh, he said, for the first time ever, NHL did it right behind closed doors and getting along to finish the season. Baseball and NFL are a mess. And Ben oh. said, it's the MLB all over again. Yeah. I, know. I, I really thought that we would get to this point um, with Major League Baseball. And, and I didn't know about the NBA, but to, to the NBA's credit, they have kind of kept all of the salary stuff behind closed doors, right? We don't, we don't have to hear about that. Uh, Matt said those Gulfstream payments don't pay themselves. <laughs> that, isn't that the truth? But this whole situation, and cheers to the NFLPA for coming out and actually putting this out there because this, this is kind of crap. I'm going to be pissed. That's what we're looking at. You, last week, we brought this up, and it was Friday when they were. it was the first thing about the NFLPA saying, we don't want to play preseason games, which, by the way, they have not decided on whether or not they're going to do two or none. But yeah. the PA came out and said, we don't want to play any preseason games. And then later that night, they came out and said that they wanted 80-man rosters for the season. Like, I get it, but I also, I mean, isn't that what the practice squad's for? Like, you call up, I mean, anyway. So Listen, hang on. I'm not opposed to expanding the roster size due to this yeah. situation, okay? 100%, I'm okay with that. I'm good with all of, I'm good with all of, like, those types of things, all right? I, but here's the problem with the practice squad is if you ever pull a player off the practice squad and and then you ever send them down, they become a free agent that could go through the waiver wire again. Like it, like you have a ten, you have potential to lose that player pretty pretty easily. Yeah. So so you want to basically rest- and those players will make more money basically. So you have those practice squad players becoming a part of the roster. They'll they'll get actually game checks and they'll they'll, they'll be higher compensated than what they are. Um, that's good for the union because it's more union paying dues. I do not believe that the practice squad players are um, official members of the union. Um, I might be wrong on that. Uh, so, so I think, I think that's a good thing. I think adding players to the roster this season, especially is nothing but a good thing. They're also, if they're going to do 17 games, they need to add players to the roster just for durability sake and, and, and health and safety of getting well, this, this season. It's only, it's only 16, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying like, if like it's going, going forward in the future, we're hey. going to be weird this year. Anyway, we're going to this thing next year. Let's, let's expand the rosters. Let's get the coaches and the GMs used to working with whatever the, the budget looks like with this many players now. And then let's keep that many players after this, because well, we gave you the extra game. So, do you, like this. Do you think um, that the the NFL, like the league itself, is proposing the 35% in escrow because they are actually contemplating the 80-man roster? Yes. Uh, now, that could be it, but the problem is, like I said, it's not like they're paying out this money all up at front. All, all, all at front. it It's getting chipped out. My question is, is if you want 35% to be held, once we've passed 35% of the – 65% of the season, let me do math real quick, then what happens to the rest of that money? If you yeah. owe me a million dollars a game, all right, let's say you're you're a big money player, you got a $16 million contract, you basically make a million bucks a game. You owe me a million dollars a game, okay? My question is this, are you taking 35% of every check? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. And if you're not, and you don't want to pay out that back 35%, at what point in time are you going to pay that out? If we make it to 65% of the season and we go that next game, am I going to get that game check or are you holding that money? 
And why are you holding That's the money? A, because you got the game, you got the TV money, you got the ad revenue. If we're any tickets to be sold, you got those. So if we're if we're playing the game, why are you holding that extra money in escrow? That's a, like it's know, a great question. I'd like to know why. I, I would love to and know. And when as well. are they going to release? That's just all I want to know is what's your reason behind it. And then, so I know the reason is is we're afraid we're not going to make enough money. So let's say you don't make enough money. So what happens? You just get the money back out of escrow? That's not how this is going to work. You know that's not how it's going to end. So it just sits in limbo until you negotiate it? That's not okay either. Let's see. Hold on. We we got 30 NFL teams. Is that right? 32. 30, 32. Oh, 32. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. Um, so if we've got 32 NFL teams and we are adding 27 players per team, you're adding and those another. players will be on a league minimum deal of probably yeah. somewhere between three to four hundred thousand dollars. So let let's just say four hundred thousand. Let's okay. let's just round it. That's eight hundred sixty four times four hundred thousand dollars. That is another three hundred forty five million dollars that the league has got to come up with. It seems like a lot to a guy like you and I. This is a league that makes a hundred million dollars a year in revenue. Under billions, sorry. yeah, and uh, agree, agree, but like, uh, you know, okay. But if you're already worried about cost, anyway. is, is is bare minimum for twenty players. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But this is going to be interesting to pay attention to because I, I'm, Somebody I'm getting this feeling out of window. You save a hundred million dollars there, so I just cut that in a third. <laughs> It's just pushing him down the flight of stairs. I'm I'm getting a little worried that we might not have NFL to no, start off. So figure it out, but I don't know that we'll have it on time because these bastards are going to play games. Yeah, that that is so with the NFL with all these major league franchises, right? Major league baseball, NHL, football, NBA, whatever. We weren't worried about them actually playing because these are professional players. It is their job. They're going to have to go to work, right? So the NCAA, we were worried about how can they make these kids play football if there is no financial compensation. This isn't their job. If it's not safe enough to go to the campus, why would it be safe enough to play? That was that side on there. Now, on this side... Well, there's not going to be that much money coming in, so we're going to have to cut salaries or we got to cut costs somewhere, blah, 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 blah. And now with the professional leagues, it is, okay, well, we don't feel safe enough, and you're talking about cutting our money. And so now, who plays? Who plays sports at this point? Well, no, like, the That's what I'm worried about. Think, the pros are going to figure it out. The problem is we're just kicking this can down the road farther and farther and farther. And, and I'm not saying that these guys shouldn't be fighting for things for themselves. What I am saying is that some of us are sitting at home, and we're not doing okay. All right. We're not. Yeah. Right? We need something to distract us because some of us have lives that suck. Okay. And it was sports. That may be pathetic. That may be really sad. But I could really use mentally something to focus on outside of work. I need something to take my mind off of the stresses of family and work. We have That's done it. a show every Monday through Friday. Since the pandemic, well, really before the pandemic started, and and we have talked sports every day, but we may have to learn to dive into pop culture a little more. I know we talked about Johnny Depp and his but wife pooping fine. on the no, bed. I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about like the mental faculties of just when this is over. 
I'm used to going downstairs and turning on, you know, pregame yeah. of, of baseball right now and, and pregame for NBA playoffs. I'm, I wonder I what something, you know what, for two, three hours, four hours, I can block my kids out for a minute. I can forget about all the stresses and problems of work. And when the game is over, all those shit things come back. Those problems yeah. are all still there, but I got a little break for two, three hours where I can yell and scream at a TV. Okay. Yeah. And that's therapeutic for me. And, and, I, and I think I, it's I, for like everybody. Said, I've got yeah. a, I've got a pre damn easy life. Okay. I don't have a lot of problems. And these are, these are, I call them bullshit rich white people problems. Okay. Maybe that's insensitive. Maybe that's a terrible thing to say. These aren't real problems. They're made up bullshit problems. All right. But I would really like to have sports back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Damien jumps in I'm and said, mentally not doing well. <laughs> I think I think you'll survive. Hey, you got me to call on. You got Sam. You got John. You got Scuzz. You got the whole. You got the whole crew. You're gonna be all right. Do I do I need to come over and pat on your head a little no, bit? We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Damien said the NFL equals pettiness. Joseph Gomez said Andy Reid wants to add a third quarterback and place him in a bubble in case the virus hits hard. Uh, I think he already added uh, a third quarterback, didn't he? No, that was no, and I don't think it was Andy Reid. It was uh, uh, Bruce Arians. Uh, Bruce Arians. Yeah, okay. okay. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians said that if they expand the rosters, he is going to hire a. I don't know if it's a third. He called it an emergency quarterback. Yeah, and they're literally just going to be responsible for constant quarantine. They're going to be paid to basically live in a hotel room and never leave and have food and stuff brought to them and um, watch game film and try to stay in shape. Very much a breaking case of emergency situation to where they have a healthy quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Damian jumps in and said, didn't the NFL learn anything from the lockout in 2011? No. Uh, no. These people learn anything. Here's but the problem. They, these with aren't the, the same NFL. people, though. I mean, that's Here's, the deal. That's, that's what I was about to say. The NFL average age, are, the average length of contract is three and a half, four years. These guys don't play much longer than that. And so when you have a 10-year deal, the people working on the old deal – had nothing to do with the old deal. Yeah. They weren't in the league when the old deal was signed. <laughs> and the people that are going to work under this next deal aren't going to have had anything to do with They're not even in high school yet. Yeah. No, it's true. Ten years from now, half the starting quarterbacks aren't even playing college football right now. It is true. Matt said, imagine being at home and you make it through every single page on the hub. <laughs> Joseph said, KBO, horse racing, and TAG coming soon to WCE. And then Damian said, virtual sports is getting closer than you think. It's the future. And then he put a bunch I can't, of I, I can't. I, listen, I might be the last old man on that blog, but I ain't doing it. Now, we, we've talked about it before. Back, I cannot yeah. do video games. I'm not a video gamer. I, the, the, the technology of video gaming in my house, two years ago, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I bought my first video game console ever. We bought a Wii for our family. And I had to buy everything used because they don't make Wiis anymore. It is true. But those are really cool. Matt said, have you watched drone racing? No. Uh, no. I've I've seen Rocket Ball or Rocket something. I don't know. One of my friends in San Francisco is really into I'll it. Watch or Dodge Rocket Ball. League. I'll That's watch it. people get hit in the face with stuff. I'll watch people doing things. I won't watch people sitting on their ass playing video games. I just won't do that. Mike said, I agree. I cannot do virtual sports. I can't, I can't get into it at all. Y'all won't have to worry I'm about the, it. I'm, listen, I'm their market product. I'm the guy that should love it. I'm fat and I'm out of shape and I don't want to move a lot. Like, 
Getting couch locked is fantastic. Yeah. I want to get couch locked on a Saturday starting at 10 a.m. with college game day and not move until 2 in the morning when Pac-12 after dark goes off. That's what I want. That's the couch lock I need. Yeah. So, and we'll see. I mean, that, we might have it happen. Who knows? Oh, but, I mean, good gracious. I'd, I'd love to get uh, – I'd love to get Felica on. I need to hit him up. It's been a little bit. I'm just I, curious as to what he thinks. I just want to know what these because not that he doesn't have any inside information. He doesn't have any. No, none of these people know. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. But I, well, wonder, I think I, I don't think game day is happening this year. What do other people think about this stuff? Well, when I say it not happening, I mean it, it'll be happening no, no, in a studio. Zoom. Yeah, like, they'll, it'll happen. They'll all Zoom. We'll see Kirby from his home, and oh, yeah, it'll all. <laughs> Ben said, I'd like to not watch Kyle Larson play video games again, please. Golly. Uh, Damien said, hey, at least we have the dog show thanks to Animal Channel. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I like watching puppies. That's that's fine, I guess. I guess. I need football, damn it. Like, <laughs> I'm so tired of sitting yeah, around I not need, watching. I think I need football. I've got a problem. I need I've, football. I've watched so many old games in the uh, past three months, four months. I'm getting past that now, too. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's uh let's dive into UFC. We're already 35 minutes deep in this. We only hit two topics. Uh UFC 251 preview for this weekend. Because I'm not going to be on the show the next two days, and I love UFC. I told Chris I wanted to hit on this today. So I can go on and get my picks out and whatnot. And that way Chris doesn't have to worry about talking about it. Chris likes watching it. He doesn't really discuss uh, you know, what the guys are, any of the whatever. But he does enjoy I know UFC. Stars. Wait, say what? I know the stars. Yeah, you know the stars. Yeah, you're you're the you're the uh, I'm the casual fan. No. Casual and there's fan. some dudes I really like that I know that aren't stars, but I I find them very likable. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And there are several stars on this bill this That's Saturday night. One. I'm I am in on this one. I will be oh, yeah. purchasing this one. So the main event, of course. Well, you know what? Let's let's just talk about the full main event. We'll move from huh. the first fight on through. There's five of them. Uh, Amanda Rebus against Paige Van Zant. Rebus is like minus a thousand. You can find her at minus seven fifty, minus eight hundred. You yeah, know, she's it, a pretty monstrous favorite. Yeah, it, if you're going to bet it, just bet her on a parlay with something else because it, Paige Van Zant, while very attractive and obviously really well known because she's a model as well as a UFC fighter, I don't think Van Zant has much of a chance in this one. Amanda Rebus is going to destroy her. I believe if 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 Van Zant wins this fight. Like, nobody had it. I mean, there's just no way. Because I, I don't see how she matches up in this at all. Uh, Mike said, I'm with Chris. I enjoy watching two people beat the hell out of each other, but don't know much about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joseph said, Rebus's number is skyrocketing. It was 6-1. to one. Yeah, 6-1 to one was a steal. Yes, An absolute if you, steal. If you got mine at 600, or, uh, yeah, you're, you're doing fine. Yeah. Plus 600, you're doing fine. Uh, Jessica Andrada against Rose Namajunas. Look. Rose got slammed. Like, a, un, Jessica beat her the first go-round, right? And, and got the belt from her. And then you got to see Andrada and, uh, who is it, Wajang? 
Bless you. Uh, you got right. to see that fight happen, and Andrade lost the belt. Now she's going back up against Rose Namajunas. This is Namajunas' chance to come back, get some revenge and whatnot. Namajunas is like minus 200 in this fight. And I think like she looked like the better fighter and just got caught in that first fight. So I'm going with Rose. I'm going with the favorite. I know she's minus 200, but... I think that money is worth it. You know, you put down 20 bucks to win back 10, whatever. I That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Peter Yan against Jose Aldo against, uh, or for the uh, the vacant bantamweight title. Aldo is like plus 200. He has lost two in a row. He has not won a single fight at bantamweight. He moved down uh, to, to this division. Peter Yan is unfreaking real. I mean, he is in the, he's at the peak of his ability right now. And, I ain't betting against him. He's he's like minus 240, somewhere between like minus 215 and minus 260. Wherever you can get it at the best price, I'm going to take Jan. Uh, he, he's the better fighter, and he's on like a six-fight winning streak right now. I mean, he's killing it. Aldo, two-fight losing streak. But after Cejudo dropped out, gave up the title, they had to put together something that would be entertaining, whatever. Uh, Joseph said Rose lost because she wanted to win by head kick for a round and a half and then got caught in a slam. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that, that hurt. That was a brutal, nasty knockout. It just, oh, it was awful. Uh, Damien said, damn it, anything at this point is better than watching the bull crap that Vince McMahon gives us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, we used to enjoy WWE. They're struggling. Um, they're struggling bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the I mean, their numbers are up. It's because so, there's nothing else to there's watch. There's nothing else to watch, so... Uh, the second-to-last fight, Alexander Volkanovsky against Max Holloway. They've already fought once. Volkanovsky won the first one. He came out uh, looking good early. And then Holloway, who is typically the, the fast starter, uh, kind of faded in that first one. Uh, you know, Volkanovsky minus 220. Holloway, you know, everybody loves him, but if you listen to the things that he said, he has not gotten to grapple. He has not gotten to actually... Uh, strike anybody in his workouts. They've had to do all their workouts through Zoom. He hasn't had any actual physical contact. He thinks he's going to be fine. He said it's the best uh, the best camp that he's had. I don't know how you could possibly say that because you haven't gotten to spar with anybody. I, it it kind of freaks me out a little bit. So that, that's I, that's coach speak. That's coach speak. Yeah. That's just that's just something that fighters say is the best. Nobody's ever. Have you ever heard a fighter before a big fight say, oh, I'm coming off the worst camp ever? <laughs> no, you definitely not never ready at that. all. This is going to be shit. Yeah. Now you're, but we you're see dead him walk out there and look just so unprepared, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's just coach speak. That's just – these dudes are not really intelligent most of the time, and they just know how to speak in cliches. Yeah. Um, I will – I'll say this. Uh, I – I'll say this. I think Volkanovski is an incredible fighter. I think he wins this one easily. I love Max Holloway. The, the I, blessed I, I, I like one, as Max they say. Too, and I, I'd like to see Max win. Yeah. I, I just don't know that I'm, I'm with you. He's just not, he can't be ready for this fight. No, there's, there's just no way. So Holloway won the final two rounds in their first fight. But I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm rolling Volkanovski all the way here. I, I think that he will be better prepared. I think that he is a better fighter. Um, I mean, you know. I'd like to see the odds. If I can get good enough odds, I'll I'll take a dog. I'll take Max. And so, well, Max, right now, anywhere from plus one hundred and sixty to plus two hundred, 
Uh, somewhere good. in between there. So that's not good enough. No, it's it's definitely not. So because I, I think he should be a heavier dog than that. But yeah. Now speaking of heavier dogs, our boy Jorge Gamebred Masvidal comes in on six days' notice. He is a plus two sixty underdog. Kamara Usman is minus three twenty. Look, this is Usman was looking for Burns, who is somebody that fights completely differently than Masvidal. Masvidal, a little lankier, not as much uh, uh, width about him, not as much girth, I guess you could say. Um, and, and Masvidal is a striker at, at his core. He, he doesn't like to be taken down, all that kind of stuff. Usman, you know, he took down a fighter 12 times in one bout. Like, that's it. Like, it, he is a grappler. He is a guy that will take it to the ground often, often. And that's the way that he wins. Masvidal, however, likes to stand and strike, and if it's going to be interesting to see how these two go about this fight and who can actually inflict their will more often. Is Masvidal good enough to actually block some of these takedowns, or is Usman just going to, you know, ragdoll him a little bit? And if that's the case, I mean, we saw that with Blades uh, in his fight just a few weeks ago where it just gets insanely boring, and you're just laying on somebody, and you're just, you know, you go the distance and blah. If Usman wins, it'll be because they go the distance and he's taking him down a whole lot and it's just a blah fight. However, if Masvidal wins, it's going to be a knockout. He's He has knocked out a ton of people. Obviously, fastest knockout in history against Ben Askren. Uh, you saw him knock out uh, Nate Diaz. I mean, it, this, this has the potential to be incredible. And these two do not like each other. And Masvidal likes to talk a lot of crap. There's a whole lot of Conor McGregor going on here where he can get you out of your game. Usman had been preparing for Burns the whole time. Masvidal has been preparing for Usman since, what, last November? Yeah, like, the, the only thing that scares me is the dropping of the weight because I feel like you lose so yeah. much strength dropping. Do you see him pounds. eating a pizza on Monday, man? On his weight? Like, they stopped in Rome, Italy. He went and got a pizza, and he's got to drop 20 pounds before weigh-in? I can't. I listen. I want to be on that diet. I, well, I know I don't. No, I you I don't. That way too hard for me. <laughs> That's, that weight cutting stuff is for the birds. I'll just man. eat pizza and be fat. Ugh. That's fine. Uh, but, Joseph <laughs> said, "Fake knee strike into a KO punch, Jorge by round three. If it gets to round three, it's going to be it, that's Usman's fight. Like I, I think you've got to win in the first two rounds if you are Masvidal. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you how I'll be playing that fight. I'll I'll be betting on the dog. I'm expecting to lose. But I like betting on a dog that's a striker because all I need is for the grappler to slip this much, yeah. this much, and make a that, that just a fraction of a mistake and get caught with a punch or a kick or a knee, and it's over. Yeah, and that's and and I don't think you have to worry about that with Usman. Like I, I don't think he's that great of a puncher. Um, no, Usman's Matt. not gonna knock him out. Usman's gonna tap him out. Or win, or win in the card, but Usman's gonna tap him out or win in the card. Joseph said he was one ninety on July fourth. Yeah. I mean, I guess the knockout is an if he chokes him out, it's a knockout. But that's, yeah, well, it's a, that would be a, a submission. So, but, uh, oh, Matt, yeah, that is great. It's a submission, not a knockout. Yeah, uh, Matt said those guys can drop twenty to thirty pounds in just a few days. They know how to do it fast. And he said, take a bunch of salt and then flush it. Yeah, but yeah, the that's problem weight is, is dropping all that weight. How do you drop it while eating pizza? That, that's a fantastic question. Like I know the scientific way of doing it, but putting a bunch of carbs and dairy in your body that don't help is, doesn't seem like all the doctors that have been talking to me are full of shit. If I wanted a pizza from Rome, Italy, I would probably wait until after the fight. Maybe that's just me. 
don't like, know, man. I cheers to him though. Cheers to is him. Is Zamunda so, done in Italy? Has it just ran through that place? Can I go there? I think so. Right now. I think I think you can go there. I think it's good. I mean, who knows? I bet it's cheap too. I bet it's real he, cheap. He went and got uh, <laughs> Damien said this fight is going to finish like McGregor and Cowboys fight, and I don't think so. I, don't I hope think so. not. That was rough. I mean, that was forty seconds, and it, and it was entertaining, it was but it was you know whatever. Right, so, listen, if it, if it if it ends in forty seconds, I won some money. I I will say this: I, I, I will have won some money if it ends in forty seconds. I would. I typically go with the the guy that takes it to the ground. I, you I know, know, it's harder to defend. I, I typically go with Usman. I'm going to bet on Masvidal because I like the plus 260 here. But, but I'm not going to put a whole lot on it, and I'm just going to have fun watching it. It's with the striker. Yeah. It's just fun for me, okay? This is, yeah. fun. This is, this is fun for me. If I, I got a job, okay? I've been working the damn job for four months straight without a day off, all right? I worked 4th of July, okay? I've got a job to make a living. I need something fun in my life. Yeah. This is going to be fun. You got that right. You've got that right. All right, so that wraps up our UFC 251 preview. We've got uh, two more topics that we're going to hit, and they're not going to take too terribly long. The Ryder Cup, postponed until 2021. We had some people jump in, talk about that. Michael Fritz, I believe, on Twitch talked about it. Uh, Joseph said Fox Bet only has it at plus 220. Look, these odds are going to change. They're going to vary. You can search around and find different spots that have... To have the odds. So you can look at a bunch of different books. Go to sportsbookreview.com and find out who's got the best odds for Masvidal if that's who you want to take. Or if you're going the other way, you can obviously yeah. find it over there as well. But sportsbookreview.com has got all of your best odds and whatnot. Uh, Ryder Cup and President's Cup both pushed back a year so that hopefully they can get fans in attendance for it because obviously we would like to have fans for the Ryder Cup. That is the one golf tournament I guess besides the Masters, you would like to have fans at the Masters. But, uh, Joseph said, you like that softball. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Damien said, uh, this fight's going to end quicker than Goldberg and Lesnar at Survivor Series. Was, I don't even know if that was a fast fight. I didn't watch it. I don't know. I don't know. I get Maybe maybe it was fast. Who knows? Uh, we had people talk about the Ryder Cup and whether or not they were going to postpone it or if they would just hold it without fans. The Ryder Cup is the quintessential fan event in golf, right? It is the it's home the country. It's the only sport in, it's the only match in golf where it's us versus them. Yeah. It's a team aspect. It's America versus the Europeans. And it is always more fun with fans. It's and just, there's when more, it's held over there, it's fun with fans. When there's more interaction fun, with fans. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of fan interaction. If If you told me I could go to one golf event, and you gave me the Masters, which is really, really, really hard to walk away from. Or you gave me a Ryder Cup anywhere, anywhere. I think I would take the Ryder Cup week. If I could be there for a week and watch the whole thing, I think I would take that. I, it's it's more fun. Like, obviously, I the scenery. Because that's what matters to me more. I love golf. The Masters is iconic. The Masters is, is, is hallowed ground. But... There, there is a lot of of I I think these guys are more approachable and more accessible when when they're at the Ryder Cup with the fans. I think that would be more fun. Um, I I just think it's more interesting. It's the only time in golf where it's okay to boo somebody. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, no, you are you are dead it's on. It's the only time you cheer against someone, and that's and that's fun, and it's not. I hate you like I hate Alabama cheering against you. It's 
it's just fun. Yeah. No, I the, love Rory 364 days a year. But well, but on during the Ryder Cup. 360. But those yeah. five days, that week, I'm hating you. Uh, ben, by the way, said no way Masters for sure or an Open in Scotland. Uh, no, if you're wanting to go and have a good time, then it's it's got to be right. I would be so afraid if I went to the Masters. I would be terrified. There's, my anxiety level is so high just being in normal people's houses, like just going to someone else's home. Be, being at the Masters, being in Augusta, would I, I wouldn't ever get a good night's sleep. My entire time there, I would just be petrified. That, that you'd end up getting kicked out. Well, it's not even that. It's just I don't know where to look. I don't know where to, like I don't know what I'm okay to say, do, to where to stand. Like I just I feel like if I step on the grass wrong, I'm going to get yelled at. I'm 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 fat. And if I if I leave a dent in the ground, like will they kick? Like will they get mad at me? Like I just it makes me so nervous. It's just it's too perfect. It's it, going yeah. into rich people homes. It, it's too just, everything is pristine. And I feel like. I don't know what's okay to touch and what's not. It, it's a different world. It's yes. a different world. And I don't and I don't feel comfortable in that world at all. Hey, Mike said uh, the Honda Classic in West Palm is a huge party, and that's a good time. That see, I'm more now. If if you gave me the Masters or the, I'd I'd take my chances with being uncomfortable and weird to do something awesome. Yeah, to go see the amazing like the Masters, the Honda Classic, something I feel like I can get into. If I want, <laughs> Damien said golf equals NASCAR, and then he put a bunch of sleeping faces. Uh, I get it. There's uh, a lot of people that don't like golf, and that's fine. Uh, ben said, "True, Chris, very true." Uh, I get it. There's a lot of people that don't like golf. We've gotten older. We we see the beauty in the sport, um, and no, it's not always the most entertaining thing to watch. It's not the best. It's sporting got a event. lot of great young personalities, but it really though. does now. It it's, really, golf is in yeah. good hands right now. It really is. Yeah, it, it has definitely uh, improved over the last decade. It had so. Tiger and it had Phil and it had nobody else for a long time. And thankfully, Tiger was the most iconic figure I've ever seen in my life because golf would have died without him. Now there are twenty young golfers that you can love or hate, and they're really, really good. Yeah, no, you are you are right about that. It might be more than twenty. Yeah, no, there's there's a ton. I mean, it's I mean, just it's a, a bunch. The, it's in good hands. Yeah, there's there's guys that you want to watch. Personalities every and they talk shit. Yeah, to one another, they threaten to fight one another. It's NASCAR. Yeah, it's it's getting to that point. It is getting to that point. Let's dive off of that. Let's close out with this one. Pat McAfee signs an expanded partnership with a gambling company that. We are not supposed to name on the show. So go check out sportsbookreview.com. But uh, it is the first ever official partnership between a legal sportsbook and a sports media personality. This is a massive, massive deal. They are expanding to build a differentiated influencer network. They are talking about all kinds of different things. McAfee's show is going to expand to three hours. This is huge. If you haven't seen the video, go watch. It's at Pat McAfee on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Go take a look at it. The guy, when the deal went through yesterday, went to the bank, got out, what, $500,000 in cash, and took $50,000 in cash, in backpacks, to each of the guys that work on his show. Now, we've only got two guys that work on our show. It's just me and Chris. $50,000 in cash, a lot of money. Like, we would both feel really good about that. But we ain't there yet. But McAfee... You know, 
retired from the NFL 2017, joined Barstool, then started his own thing. He was on DAZN for a little bit. He is now moving over to uh, this gambling company's network, and it it's pretty massive. Uh, I know that you were irritated about the Adam Schefter tweet, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but Schefter said that if you look at the deal that he got here, and, and there's no money that has come out. We don't have the details of the deal, which is weird for him yeah. to say if you look at the deal. But, yeah. Okay. But, uh, and Mike, Mike jumped in and said, Pat show is fun. I think some people inside know that it's a really, really big deal. I think some people know the fine. numbers. But he said, Schefter did, uh, that this would make Pat McAfee the highest paid specialist in NFL history. If you compare punters and kickers to what McAfee is doing now. Now, obviously, McAfee is not in the NFL now. But if you just look at the money aspect of it, what he left on the table before was around $6 million that he left on the table. Now, he probably would have been, you know, he could have kept that thing going even longer, but he had $6 million left on the table. That, you know, if you're a punter, you strap on your helmet, you go out, you make two, $3 million a year, and you don't really have to worry about a whole lot. However, if you bet on yourself, and you know that you're better than some of the guys that are doing the sports media stuff, you go out there, bet on yourself, and you can make an astronomical amount. Now, what Chris would like to do is compare it to Michael Fritz jumps in on Twitch. He said, what's up, fellas? It's good to see him in. Um, if you compare it to Dave Portnoy and Clay Travis and the ESPN personalities and da 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 what is he making in regard to that? Bill Simmons and, yeah. and Joe Rogan, yeah. people who do podcasts and, and sports media networks, you know, things like that. That's who you should be comparing them to. You can't compare them to other punters, okay? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, now, I, I really want to like Scheffner, but... Well, lately, the reason... It, it, you you got to look at it from this perspective. Like he's, that, that's trying to make some type of a headline when just what he accomplished is a big deal in itself. Why on earth? He hasn't put it in six years. When it, Look, it was 2017 when he retired, and the reason right, that he brings years. it up... The reason that he brings it up is because everybody said it was a terrible idea oh, and for him wrong. to do that. And People they were absolutely wrong. wrong all the time. <laughs> Damien jumps in and said, Cody Parkey is practicing his kicks right now. <laughs> How many times Listen, has Cody Parkey people, been brought up on this show, man? People are wrong a lot. Yeah. I don't, I don't get how this is any different. And I didn't think this was that big of an extreme thing when he quit. He was a punter, man. Okay. So he had a $6 million deal. That, I assure you, was not guaranteed. And if the team wanted to cut him to save money, they would have. And I bet at $3 million a year for the two years that he was under contract, he was the highest-paid punter in football. Because punters don't make $3 million a year. Uh, ben jumped not in. Not today and not then. No, agreed. Ian said, uh, or Ben said, Ian Rappaport is superior. Yeah, we agree with that. 100%. And that is strictly just look at who's right and look at who's wrong and look at who's trying to get clicks by saying things weird. But here's what's strange. The news itself is great news. Yes. This is a big deal for Pat. Compare him to the people he's working with now, okay? And let's judge him based on the field he's in right now because he's killing it. He's doing unbelievable 
Well, he's he's in every aspect of sport. He's in yeah. So why he's are in we, WWE. Why are we trying to compare him to something that he doesn't do anymore and hasn't done for three years? Uh, Mike jumped in. He said, "Yes, I agree. Uh, I pay. Yeah, excuse me. I pay attention to Ian more than I do Adam. Yeah, I, I, we we talked about that on the show yesterday or Monday, whatever it was. It was um, the day that the the Watts the the Mahomes money came out. And yeah, I guess that was Monday, right? So I don't remember." Me All either. these things run together. I don't know what today is. <laughs> today is Wednesday, and you I'm get to here. handle the show by yourself for the next two days. Is there anything else that's okay. broken, by the way? What? Is there anything else that's broken? I don't see anything. No, nothing. All right. With that said, uh, we are going to go ahead and let you guys get out of here. You guys have helped drive the show yet again. We always appreciate everybody that jumps in on the live show. We cannot thank you enough. Keep doing it. Share the show out. Let's grow this community, build this thing up a little more, and maybe we'll get one of those fat contracts like Pat McAfee did and we would, uh, we would definitely appreciate you guys for <laughs> helping with that. So, uh, go and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, leave a nice five-star written review, if you would so kindly. We would appreciate that. Share the show out as much as you can. We're on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. And, of course, there is the website, winningcureseverything.com. Go check out our buddies over at sportsbookreview.com. We will be doing all of our... College football stuff. Uh, Michael said, sorry, I missed y'all giggum. And he said, I was so happy to see the Ryder Cup postponed. Yes. Uh, if you wanted a fan-friendly event, that was the only solution. Go back and listen to the show. Download the podcast, Michael. We appreciate you. Mike Campion said, thanks, guys. I'm glad my notifications are working again. Hey, we are, too. We definitely are, too. We want more people hopping in here. solo. It won't be live, so you won't be able to chat the way you have been. Sorry. I don't know how to do that. I'm not that tech savvy. <laughs> I'm just hoping to get it out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ben Ben said, if you do, you can get the cameo, uh, the celeb cameo. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, I would give those celeb cameos. <laughs> Joseph said, yeah, we want that little book bag of money, too. 5,000 works. Hey, you guys get us a fat contract like that. We'll see what yeah. we can do. You guys I, I are really the. Wish we knew the money. You you guys are the central core. You are the core fan base, and we appreciate you so much for being here and knocking that out for us. So, again, Podcast, all of the different live feeds, the website. Sports hey, can I get two seconds to throw out one thing that I just saw? Literally open Twitter to see what's breaking. Yeah, go ahead. Um, three, pa- three different Patriot blogs. I know no one cares. Just shared out. Antonio Brown just posted a picture of himself in his uh, Patriot jersey with winking eyes. And they said, holy shit, it's on. Let's go. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that that's uh, happening, by the way. You you cannot call out the owner for getting jerked off by oh, masseuse no. openly and then him hire you back. No, I no, no, no. don't know that that works well, but... Ben, ben jumped in on Twitch and said, nobody cares. <laughs> the guys are killing you. They're killing you. All right. You don't care if it happens. Yeah, you got that right. All right, fellas. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And Chris, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at ChrisBGiannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.